Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Winner's Circle, it's Derek. And I am Cody. Right, doing a little different tonight. This is a live, so if you're joining us and you're in the room right now, welcome. We're going to be hanging out with you guys for about the next hour or so. Uh, Cody, hit him with that disclaimer. You know what it is. You guys already know what it is. We appreciate you. There's a bunch of you in here already. We've been seeing you guys going. If you guys are in this right now, what we need you to do is there's a like button right at the bottom. Everybody smash that like button. Hit it once. Make sure if you don't hit it that first time, hit it a second time. We just want to get this live out there. We want to get people knowing that it's live, showing up on the recommended. And by hitting that like, you really help us. You guys know I'm, I'm the plug guy. I'm the plug guy. That's what I do. The plug guy in my old uh, profession, I mean, you're the drug guy. You're the guy who prize you're the, you're the plug. Oh, so I'm the so, plug. You know, the, he's the plug for plugging the show, guys. He's not my plug. He's not your plug guy. He's not getting you any drugs if you need no. him. He's not the guy. Not the guy. He's not the, he's not the guy. Could be the um, guy. Not could the guy. Be. Not maybe. The guy. Yes, not no, the guy. me. Yes, not no, maybe. You know, <laughs> you do, you don't. You do. Nobody ever gets that joke when I do. I do it all the time. Okay, Romano. You get it. You Every get time. it. You get it. Um, listen, real quick, we have no plan for tonight. This is all about you guys, yeah. literally all about you guys. We're going to be answering your questions, whatever you want answered. Nothing is off limits, I don't think. We'll find out. No. Um, but before we get into your questions, which we got the chat up right now, Cody and I just want to once again say thank you. Um, we started this because Cody and I had told you we talk about Big Brother. We talk about different things in life all the time. We've been doing it since we played in 2014 together on Big Brother. And we wanted to, now that we've both accomplished what we wanted in reality TV, to kind of have fun with it and and enjoy it the way you guys enjoy it. So we started this little podcast called The Winner Circle. And it's grown already more than we expected because yeah. we know how difficult it is to gain subscribers on YouTube, to have people tune into the podcast. You guys have so many options. There's nothing that separates us from anybody else. So seeing those subscribers go up every day, seeing the audio listens go up every day, we know that you're enjoying listening and watching this as much as we're enjoying doing it. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cody, I mean, am I missing anything here? No, I, I love you guys. And just, you know, right in this in this exact scenario, I asked you guys to hit the like on the live, and I saw the number jump like a good 70. And yeah. so we appreciate everything. We always ask, and I know we had that long-winded intro, but we see you in here constantly leaving comments. All that stuff is really beneficial for us, and we love you for it. We do our best. I know Derek pops in. I pop in. We try to respond to some of the comments. Um, and if you ever get the Dash Derek or Dash Cody, that's how you know because we're both linked to the same YouTube. Uh, and that's why I put it in there. But we love that you leave the comments. We love that you have like a little bit of banter. I love seeing people go back and forth with each other in the comments because essentially what we're trying to do here is build a community. And the community starts with everybody that's in here. So we're, we are very, very grateful. And that's why we're doing this on a Sunday night, 930. Um, I want to give a shout out to everybody in here. I want everybody to fire in where you're from. Get the chat going. We want to see where everybody in here is from. We got about 140 people in here. Give us a shout out to your hometown. Obviously, you know, you know, Derek's born in Rhode Island. I'm born in a dirty Jersey. Uh, it's March Madness. So what city are you guys from? I want to see where everybody is loading into this live from. Where you guys at? So someone just said, Cody enjoys it until you slide into the DMs about pre-gaming. We'll, we're going to talk about it. Listen, I'll if we got to talk about pre-gaming tonight, we will talk about whatever you want. I will tell you this, just to be a spoiler here, we've we've discussed it before, so you're probably going to get a similar answer because when yeah. you tell them the truth, the answers don't change too much. I learned right. it's a little investigator tactic. But um, <laughs> but we will we will talk about it, and we're, we're far removed from it now. So, yeah. again, it's not going to be drama. There's nothing going on yeah, negative no. in our lives 
We're not going to be sitting here defending ourselves for being who we are, but we'll talk about shit. We don't care. We got nothing to fucking hide. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is at this point. I love everybody firing in right now where they're from. We got Philly. I saw Toronto, Seattle, Garland, Texas, Maine, Miami, New York, Texas again, Royce City, Texas, Mississippi, North Carolina, Illinois, Houston. I love it. I love that you guys interact. A few, few Canadians too. Got a lot of Canadians in here. San Antonio, Iowa, Buffalo. Um, it's awesome from all over the country, and that's what my favorite part is. That's why we did it this late. We did it nine thirty East Coast so that we made sure, you know. If you're in California, you were doing stuff during the day. It's 6.30 West Coast time. So we want to make sure we're able to get everybody in here. And everybody that's East Coast, we appreciate you. Because I know a lot of people are waking up for work tomorrow. So thank you for everybody tuning in from all over the country. All over North America, honestly. we got Vancouver, Canada in here now. So thank you so much for tuning in. And so honestly, like Derek said, we're going to turn it over to you. We're going to see what questions you're asking. And that's where we're really going to go. We're going to do this for roughly an hour. And then uh, this is just really a thank you for getting us to 20,000 subscribers within not even a year yeah. of doing this. And so it's hard, we, it's super we hard to do, it so man. Much. It's super hard and it, it's, it's a, it's a grind for sure to get there. So yeah, fire away with the questions, guys. There's really no format to it. We're going to keep talking. So there's not like dead air, yeah. you know, so we're not like having this dead air for the audio version, but the more questions you ask the more stuff we'll get to you guys. All right, so this is a good first one. I already met, answered it in a, one of the comments today, but I will address it real quick. Are you going to cover Survivor? So Survivor's already started this year. We're not going to cover it. Listen, we're, 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 we try to be self-aware. You know, we're not Survivor experts, and a lot of the comments we got last time was, you know, you guys don't even know Survivor that well. We're fans of the show just like you are. So we may do it again down the road. We probably would have someone come in who's played survivor to mm-hmm. kind of be that third person to, you know, give us the ex, you know, the inside scoop. But as far as this year's concerned, we wanted to make a choice between big brother and survivor. Mm-hmm. Big brother Canada just started as well. We're covering that if you're following us. So we decided to go that route because I think it's fair to say, you know, or we believe we are experts in the big brother field. Yeah. And so we feel like there's more value for you guys when we talk about Big Brother as opposed to Survivor. Yeah, and when we were doing Survivor, it felt a lot like we were just summarizing the episodes because when we break down a Big Brother episode, we see things happening. We see moves getting made, and we're able to comment on how we feel the gameplay is. With a Survivor, it's a completely different it's a completely different game. It's something that we've never played. I say it all the time. I genuinely don't know that I could go and do what these people do on Survivor. It's a brutal game, and so it becomes more difficult. Even though, essentially, the game is the game, it, we've never played it. So if somebody mm. comes on that was a Survivor player or a Survivor winner, that's where we'll open it back up. But essentially, it's not going to necessarily be just Derek and I covering Survivor. We're going to want to open this up because at the end of the day, we've said this so many times, the winner circle, we want to grow the winner circle into a, as big as it can possibly get outside of reality television. Like we're Derek and I are always going to cover big brother, but we That's want right. to grow this into, you know, a place that everybody comes to really escape, come and build a community through like all different avenues. And so, I mean, it's crazy that we're talking like this cause we're only in the first year, but because of everybody that has supported us on this channel and growing us to where it has, I don't know. That's why it's why we have these goals and this is like long-term and bigger goals for ourselves and for the channel. Absolutely. 
and, and, you know, we don't even know where it's all depends on finances and things like that. But a right. uh, plan would be down the road to maybe have like an in-person podcast Yeah, where Cody and I find a, a mutual location that's in the general vicinity of both of us where we can maybe meet halfway and bank on the ep- episodes. The only problem we have with that is because our show is not a, a real bankable show where we right. can record multiple episodes if we're still doing reality TV because they're only coming out on a weekly basis. So um, big plans. Who knows where it's going to go? That's why we're always pushing the supporting the channel. Like, listen, it doesn't cost you any money to subscribe or like a video. Mm-hmm. But as you know, we're not hiding it from you guys. We have monetization on. You see mm-hmm. that we do certain ads in here. That's the way we support the channel. That's the way we provide to you know us opportunities to buy better cameras, to have maybe a professional editor come in at some point. We're doing all this by ourselves right now. Cody edits every single video on his own. I do the audio. So mm-hmm. this is all like a, a, a one-stop shop. We'd like to expand and get professionals in here so we can expand our capabilities and obviously give you a better a better product at the end of the day. So Chantel asked, why didn't you have a final live for Celebrity Big Brother? And well, you have the answer to that question. We're going to touch on that because that's what today we really actually wanted that to be. Unfortunately, yes. it's very difficult when there's the four of us to, to – line up all of our schedules, you know? Right. And so we're doing our best. That is 100% going to happen. We just have to get a time and that works for, for everybody. And today yeah. worked for Derek and I. And so we wanted to not continue to push off the, even though we have to continue to push off the celebrity live fantasy update, the, the finale, essentially, we still wanted to get on here and thank you guys. Cause we said we wanted to do it once we had 20 K and uh, that that's essentially why we're on here today tonight exactly and 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 we we already talked to stephanie we're we're trying to get all four of us on but if not at minimum we'll have stephanie on so that we can congratulate her she obviously blew everyone out of the water in the competition it it wasn't even close and it's going to be tough one to do but i've already texted her we were planning on doing tonight it didn't work for her schedule so 100 percent to answer your question it's going to be very late, but it's better late than never. We are, we are going to cover that and kind of put a bow on it. And uh, I see another comment in here like, will Tiffany be back? Absolutely. Like, yeah. we, we love Tiffany. We've, we've got plans with Tiffany as far as we've talked to her about how do we grow as a family, you know, mm-hmm. inclu- and how do we expand her reach and all those things. So we have some things in the works. It's all coming. And it all goes back to what I was just saying two minutes ago. You know, we're just it all it all depends on our capabilities and and our capabilities will be dictated by you guys. That's just how it works. Sorry to to tell you, that's the truth. So um, we're going to just keep going. We enjoy what we're doing. So it doesn't feel like work, but we do need the resources to expand what we're capable of. Yeah, I have have a really hot question for you, Derek. This is like super important. Okay, and I know um, it's not going to be important at all if you're asking it like that. Do you do you know the Muffin Man? I do know the Muffin Man. You you gotta know the Muffin Man, right? Right. I mean, are you talking about like the like? Obviously, no. there's an inside joke. I have to. Billy always comes in here and goes, "Do you know the Muffin Man?" And so Tyler's in here. I don't know if Billy was saying it, but now Tyler's in here. You know, Tyler, you would go back and forth constantly. We'd always be watching your lives and stuff. Yeah, of course. They always come in, and their big thing is, "Do you know the Muffin Man?" So I have to say it, and I have to get it out of the way so that they know. I know I who's saw not it. the Muffin Man, and that's Billy, because B Cap's at the gym every day checking in. Yo, Billy so, is a muffin top. That kid's got to do something. No, you just call them out. Wow, bro. Him and Billy. I have the most – you would not believe that we're best friends. I haven't seen Billy in like three – like forever, so I'm just talking on my ass. Anyway. But we should have – so here's – this was the worst part. You remember you tried to put together this plan, 
and it just got ruined because of the timing of it. Co and COVID too. COVID, yeah. Well, that that's what I meant by the timing of it. COVID yeah. ruined it. You wanted to post Big Brother, have a hotel. We were all going to stay together. It was going to be in Hoboken. We were going to do a whole had weekend it planned. out. You and Billy had it planned out. And we it, had the hotel and everything. Like, we knew where we were going to go. He had given, given me the spots. I was pissed. I, it was ruined. And, bro, that would have been a movie. That would have been a movie. Getting there Friday, leaving Sunday night, having all day Saturday to just do whatever we wanted. Like, that would have been a movie. I would have thought about maybe hiring, like, a film crew to just record it and put it on our channel. You know what we should do? A Winter Circle excursion and, like, have it vlogged. 100% do, like, a vlog, but I'm also thinking, like, you know, and Stephanie and I have talked about this on Crime Weekly. You know, as we grow, we get a little bit bigger of an audience. I would like to do some live live uh, episodes in different places, like, where we have, like, a little meetup and we record a, a live Winter Circle episode. We'll do one in Jersey one week. You know what I mean? You come down here, we'll do one in Rhode Island. Can you imagine we did one in Toronto, Canada? That's what I'm saying. And we, and, but we vlog that as well for the YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we vlog the travel out there, the experience, like... There's, dude, there's, my head hurts. There's so many things we the can do. The possibilities are endless. Endless, literally. Like, we have a, I have a board in my office for all the things that I have I going on. That. And I write, like, I write, like, what I have planned for each thing. And I check them off as we start to be able to accomplish them. And COVID, uh, you know, understandably so, um, had a lot of people scared. Yeah. And it, we were very restricted as to what we could do. And we're still restricted, but it, it has lightened up it's tremendously. Up, right? Since, you know, and there's a lot more people doing live shows now. So we do have plans and, you know, we'll probably do something like I did with my book tour where we'll put it out to the to the to the group, to the community and let them decide where we go. Because we don't want to go to a place where there's five people requesting us. So we'll go where the right. biggest, you know, you know, requests come from. And that way we know we're going to have a good crowd and it'll be fun. Yeah, oh, I would. I think that that would be incredible. It would be incredible. Dude, so doing, fun. Say we do like a middle, like we'll do a live premiere episode at a location. And the, the tough thing about that is that you and I know it takes a lot, right? We want to have, make sure we have the right equipment. We want to make sure it's done right. Cause you and I are like super meticulous when it comes to everything. Um, and mm -hmm. so I think it would be awesome to do like a premiere live episode, middle of the season, a finale episode. But then again, you and I are planning to hopefully in the future, do the finale episode out in LA. Oh no, no doubt. Like a LA party slash podcast, and yeah. I think we'll have a lot of Big Brother players there. And, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, Lele Sandra said, "Would you guys ever have one of us as a guest?" I, I don't know. It's tough. You know, it's not that we don't want to. I think we're like an Instagram live. It's easy because here's the thing. Just to give you like a quick thirty second version, like. To have us log on and do this live the way you're seeing it, it sounds like we just click a button and it's good mm -hmm. to go. But there's like a link I got to send the person. They got to log in. Their equipment has to be updated and set properly to work with the remote recording software that we use. Then Cody has to take it into this program called OBS. Some of you that use like YouTube may know what that is. So it's like a it's a process to get a third or fourth person on here. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't want to just pick one person uh, because... Let's be honest, after the first couple of minutes, there's probably not going to be a ton to talk about. So we'd want to have like a revolving door. And without a doubt, that would be a technical nightmare. Yeah. What I think is more plausible is once we do a live recording in person and we have a crowd, we send a mic around and we allow you guys to ask questions yeah. and talk and, and comment. 
And so your comments and questions will be included in the episode. And just logistically, from a technical perspective, it'll be a lot easier and a lot smoother for the people listening and, and watching at home. Yeah, it's it's not what you think it is on this end for YouTube lives, like how it is on Instagram. Or even TikTok, you know, how you can just, you know, ask to join it and be a part of it. It is not that. That's not how this works. And so it, it would technically, with the technology, it would be a little more difficult. But, you know, I mean, something that we plan to do is have these live podcasts, you know, episodes. And if, you know, depending on where we do them, you know, small, intimate. I think, like, the smaller the setting, the better. Because then, like, if there's, like, anywhere between 25 to 50 people... Those are like, in my opinion, would be the best. Small yeah. venue, really tiny. Intimate. Everybody's like right up close and personal. We get to actually meet everybody, just about everybody that's in there. So those are the things like, you know, when we did it, remember we did our meet and greet in New York City and we had yeah, it at that crazy. venue. It was awesome. It was like mm-hmm. everybody was right up on the stage with us and we were just talking. It was interacting and it was like a different interaction because it's not mm-hmm. like this huge, large scale thing where. You know, you're talking to an audience where you don't see anybody's faces. It would be cool to really just, you know, have an intimate one-on-one conversation with, with some of the people that have been supporting us to this point. Yeah, and we do plan on doing. I saw a couple uh, mentions of it when we were when I was talking. It's like uh, like a Discord or a Clubhouse or something like that. So we're 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 in our infancy infancy of what this is. Yeah. So you know, it, there Cody's not bullshitting you. We have a lot planned, and it's just about right now. Whenever you have an idea you got to do it all on your own and Cody's working, I'm working. Mm -hmm. And so this is our, you know, this is our part-time thing. We do it because it's fun. Yeah. So obviously you have to kind of, you know, prioritize things, you know, family, friends, work, you know, we're not, we're not making a ton of money on this that we just do it because it's fun. Yeah. So we have to prioritize a little bit, but as this continues to grow, which it's doing, it's, it's becoming more of a priority, which we're super excited about Yeah. because this is kind of our dream, right? Like get paid for what you love. So, you know, for doing what you love. So we're, that's kind of where we're at. And, and we do have plans for some, community-based things like Discord and Clubhouse and Twitter space yeah. and all that good stuff. And uh, we also, um, for those of you that haven't gotten it already, we have the Winter Circle merch. I wear this thing way too often. And so what we're going to need to do on is have a new campaign. And ultimately, we're going to let you all decide what we're going to be getting next. So we're going to do a hoodie. I mean, for us, it's becoming the summertime. So, like, are yeah. we going to put out a hoodie or are we going to put out tank tops? Are we going to put out another a different style of short sleeve shirt? So... Um, I know a lot of people were saying because the the um, the T-shirts that we put out were unisex, so maybe we'll do a male female shirt so that you can really get something that fits your body a little bit better. So um, definitely all things that we are one hundred percent planning on doing. We just can't believe how fast this is growing. It almost has grown exponentially, and we're just we're just trying to keep up. And so we we do see everybody saying stuff. We see the comments. Um, I literally am getting emails constantly about people supporting us with our with our shirts right now on Bonfire. So we we are so grateful for all the support we're getting because essentially what Derek was just saying before is like we're not making a great amount of money, but we're making enough money to be like okay, let's just keep it going because this is the end goal. But we also love each other. Like we're boys. Yeah. I think everybody knows that. Um. And we're reinvesting that money, right? Yeah. Like in like yeah. we're buying products, we're buying ads, yeah. we're doing all that stuff. So it's not like yeah. we're not going out. If anything, we're going out to Chili's with what we're making after everything's <laughs> after everything's covered and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, again, if we're doing it for the if you're doing it for the money, that's why honestly, this is no shade on anybody. 
how many people we're not reinventing the wheel here how many people that you know of have started like a podcast or a youtube channel that are in like the reality space and it kind of just like dies out well the reason it dies out is because they're not making money on it Mm -hmm. and so ultimately they're doing you a favor because if they're not really into it because they're not making money then it's the quality is going to be terrible so the fact that we're still doing it shows you that we just enjoy it. That's why we're doing it. Because if if we were relying on this to like support ourselves, we'd be in, we'd be in trouble. You got two girls that are you know want new stuff every week. <laughs> I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be sweating. They'd be splitting an uncrustable. From and what, you know, my favorite is this is like this is honestly, and this is why I love this. This is a very personal conversation. Everybody thinks when you go on and you win the money, you win Big Brother, that your life is set. Derek, yes. Can you explain to everybody how what they take from you after yeah. the winning? It's not even five. You don't. It's a great question. You, you don't walk away with five hundred thousand dollars. So and and you know this now too. Let everybody understand what really happens when you come out of Big Brother, even as the winner. Yeah. So I I'll tell you from my experience because I made a I made a I made five seventy five on the show. That's what you guys saw. I think I walked away with around three eighty. 390 Which, this something is like, like that. you can all figure this out if you know the calculations so we're not yeah. bragging or doing anything it's like i, I just want to make sure that's clear to no you. it's you know a great I mean? point it's a great point so i i went around 380 390 after taxes are paid and then for me when i left there were you know i had a home i had like family and friends and my my wife was working but i was i was making more money at the time so it was one of those things where we had to take out a little bit of money so that I could go on the show and she would have money mm-hmm. while I was gone. So you have to pay that back because I didn't want that loan. So that takes away from it a little bit. And then for me, I bought my wife a car because she had an older vehicle. I wanted to say thank you for you know supporting me and allowing me to go by watching Tenley. And then after that, we essentially uh, took the money, put it into a bunch of mutual funds, different mm-hmm. investments. And uh, believe it or not, that money's still there. I did take out a small amount in dividends when you know money that I made on the money mm-hmm. I put in there to buy my truck, which you guys have seen me post before. I always wanted a new F one fifty and that's what I bought myself. And then honestly, I really haven't touched any of it because I'm hoping that money, you know, twenty, thirty years from now goes from being three hundred thousand to three million dollars. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what it was for me. How about for you? Um, you know, very similar after our guarantee um that we had walked away roughly around the same and i'm i'm very frugal and i see a lot of people commenting it it doesn't set you for life but it is definitely life changing yes and so that's what i want people to understand it does it is life changing it is 100 it has allowed me in you know 2020 was a crazy year 2021 i really like hit that reset button and i was only able to do it because of winning and having that little comfort. I was like, you know what? Let me go for stuff. Let me like try different things and see kind of where, where I can take that. And so, yes, it is, it is a huge comfort. But again, I think a lot of people maybe have the misunderstanding that like you win the show and then you don't go back to your job. Like we all have to go back to working. I literally came back after the show and immediately went back to coaching, immediately went back to doing everything I was doing. I started up Twitch. I was like, let me give this a go. I didn't go heavy into the real estate, but it, it definitely is, um, it is definitely a, a wild blessing, and I was in a different, even in a different situation than you. You're married yeah. with a home and kids, dude. What did I do right when I came home? Yeah, you I flipped, went back to work. Yeah, you you were literally calling me, and I was like, "What are you doing, bro?" And you're like, "I literally am in my car working, uh, and yeah. and your cop car, like not yeah. like you you were just 
You are you're just working, dude. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and it's not because it's like oh, like we're bra- It's like when you get it and you realize how quick it goes, even through taxes, mm-hmm. you understand that it's not going to be enough to last you very long. If you like tried to live off that, it's maybe a few years. Is oh that. yeah, and and so it's not it's not going to happen. And we know there are reality TV stars who've won more than us and end up in jail because of not paying their taxes or whatever. So, or they burn through the money in like two years. So it definitely happens, but that is a great point, Cody. I think the number one phrase you can take away from winning a reality show, if you do it the right way is financial security, right? Mm -hmm. There's a safety net there. When I was a police officer, I was making maybe 50, 60,000 a year. And you know, it wasn't like, I wasn't broke, but I definitely wasn't living a life of luxury. I had to work a lot of overtime mm-hmm. to 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 get the things that I wanted for Tenley and for for yeah. Jana, right? Yeah. And Jana was working too, obviously. But what it allows you to do is not live paycheck to paycheck. So mm-hmm. instead of just getting your paycheck, you can supplement it with a little bit of money that you've won from the show and invested where it allows you to live more comfortably. You're not worried about you know, the heating bill coming in and being super high because it was cold the last couple months and you got to take away from something else to pay that. Or, you know, you want to start a, a college fund for your daughter or in my case, my daughters. Mm-hmm. Those are things that when you're just a middle class person, like I'm sure 95 percent of you yeah. guys are. Yeah. You, you, we don't have the luxury to like take an extra 10 grand and go start a college fund for your kid. Although I want to, wanted to, I, I couldn't, yeah. I was only able to do that once I won the money because I had that money that came in. And also I, I would say winning big brother opens up other opportunities, yes, which also pay. Thing. And that's where the real money can be made. If you're, if you're focused and, and, and ready to, to make moves as soon as you get out. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Jen CA. Thank you so much for the donation. We appreciate it. You are amazing. Actually, you're amazing, Jen. And uh, Kiera said, if BB asked you to do a coach season, would you? You go first, Cody. I've been talking a lot. I I would. Um, we've talked about this in episodes. It would take a lot to get me back on. And I know Derek is like super similar. I'm not going to talk for him, but it would take a lot to get back on big brother. For me, the big thing is not because I don't want to play the game again, because I love the game. Like I love the game and going back and getting that second opportunity was the most incredible blessing that I had had the mental toll. It took on me the second time because I was at a different point in my life was brutal. Like it was way more rough and I thought very differently going into it. I thought after my first season, it was like, I was like, wow, that was a great experience. I never had a rough go. I was never the person on the block, like stressing about going home. It was a very clean game for the two of us, really. Um, I was younger. I was single. It was different. I was fresh out of college. So like it was a cool experience going on the second time being with Christy. I was with Christy for four and a half years. You know, having that like special person in your life and going away, it made it horrible. It was really rough. And I don't know that I'd be able to do it again. I don't know that I'd be able to do that. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I do not know how people do it when they have kids. Like, I don't know. I I guess I maybe can know how you did it because Tenley was so young, but I know that it hit you and I'll let you touch on it. I don't know that I'd be able to do that. You know what I mean? So that's what makes me be like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. that I would go back. 
So for me, really quickly, and we've ta- I've talked about this so much, it, it was different with Tenley because Tenley wasn't even saying my name yet. Like mm-hmm. she was barely talking at that point. So although she's alive and I'm missing out on things, it was a business decision. I truly yeah. felt like if I went, I would win. I promised Jenna. She said, "If what are you doing this for?" I said, "If I go, I'm going to win." And so it was it was an opportunity to change their lives and sacrifice a little bit of time with them. So I went there, I did what I had to do, and that's it. So as far as going back. I never say never because that's like the cliche. I don't want to be the person who like says I'll never go back and then I finally do. But I do not see a scenario where I would go back. I and I and I had a chance to test that this year, this past year, where my best friend was going on the show. And hey guys, we I, talked before I went on the show. By the way, that is true. Spoiler alert. And we can get into that again too We're a little bit get tonight. Into it. But you know, I knew you were going on the show. That was the most incentive I could have. Like going there with you was like. The only reason why I truly considered it, and we then it was going, a good amount of money. Remember the conversations we'd have? Like, we were hyped. Dude, hyped. And I was considering going, right? I mean, people yeah, think I'm bullshit. No, I was considering were. going, but Tenley straight up told me did not want me to go. Like, she's a very young lady. She's a young lady, articulate, has feelings, can talk, tells me how she thinks feels about certain things, and legit told me, I don't want you to go. She was not even sleeping well at night. And then it's just like... The money was there, but there were just so many variables with COVID. And then also, I, I own a, pr- a private investigative firm. Um, we're not like a huge company. There's only like four or five of us. And then I have another podcast called Crime Weekly. We do it every week. I, you know, that's a big, that's a big podcast that we do. They were, those, mm-hmm. those viewers and listeners rely on us to be out weekly. Yeah. So when I really ran the numbers, it, it just, there was really no financial incentive. And emotionally, having your daughter ask you not to go. And need to go just for fun. I don't know how that would have affected her. And there's no going back once you do. So risk worth reward. It wasn't there. So I guess if I was going to say right out, the only way I would go would be many years from now. And at that point, I'd be too old and out of shape to do it anyways. So I would say it's safe to say you will not see me on a show like Big Brother. But I, you'll, you'll definitely see me on other shows. I've had multiple opportunities to do stuff. There's some things in the works as well. You're going to see me again, but not in a, a Big Brother format. Nothing like that ever again. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I mean, a coach's season, I don't know how that would go. Maybe. Definitely an all-star season, I don't know. A winner season, that would start to uh, that would start Starts to a conversation, but even then, yeah. they got to pay us. Yeah. I mean, they just paid a they paid a season after All Star seven hundred fifty thousand to win. I know we then joke they had about a Celebrity it. Big Brother season where you know they're paying people paying bank. I mean, they yeah. did an All Star season and didn't pay you. They didn't pay you more than Big Brother twenty three. I know you're not bitter about it, yeah. but it's like, come on. I mean, they they make a lot of money on those shows. I I've been fortunate enough to be on other shows and I see the money people make, and they got the money. They got the money. They just don't want to pay it. So. You know, I'm not going to go there for what they're – I don't think anybody should, but everyone has to make their own choice. But, you know, you get what you got to get out of them because they're going to use you the way they want. They should compensate you because you're you're risking a lot going in there for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just – it's a it's a toll no matter what. The mental toll that, you, that it takes on you, playing the game, being away from your family, being away from your friends. Um, and then the off chance that you don't – like we've been very fortunate where we went on and we walked away with the money – and that's it that's the ultimate goal what's the next goal what is the next goal go on and win again i mean yeah it's possible but it's not going to be it's not going to feel better than the first time you won no and so it's like if you're going on again it's for the money or it's just like an ego thing i don't i don't know i don't know why you go again like as a competitor you've already 
You've already won. There's nothing more for you to accomplish. It's not like you're going to be down in the books as uh, you, Cody, you could go on and myself included, you could go on and win three more times and still half the old bodies are going to say, Dan will are better than you. Yeah. You know, it does. It, people are, it's subjective. There's no real quantifiable way to decide who's the best player. So what are you going for? If you need the money or you want the money, then yeah, that's the reason. If you're trying to promote something else, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But ultimately I don't see the benefit of it. And, and again, you're losing, you're missing out on your time with Christy and all these things. Yeah. But if you didn't have anything else to say, there is a good segue here. Do you want me to just hit it? Yeah, hit the segue. Talking about a TV show, we're getting blasted in the comments. We're not avoiding it. We're going to address it right now. CBS is coming out with a new show. It's a challenge-based show, and there were rumors flying like crazy. Cody was on it. I was on it. There's a new list that's come out. How much do you want to dive into this, Cody? I have no problem diving into it. Let's I think, go, let's go I, th- all I think in. we just go in. Let's go all in. You want to start or you want me to start? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can start. <laughs> yeah, now nah, you can start. I'll leave you. Well, I'm, leave. I'm, so, I'm fixing something on the screen right now. So all right, I'll you do that. Yeah. So so for, I'm not going to get into all the details because we do have respect for the people. I was asked to be on the show. Uh, I'll speak for Cody as well. He was asked. Um, but as far as why I didn't go. From the jump, I basically told them that I would hear them out, but more than likely, I was not going. And I told them that, one, it wasn't going to be for enough money, and two, there was still a lot going on with COVID, and and, and I, I, we weren't, we're not out of the woodwork yet, and I, I still don't want to leave my family alone without any way of contacting me, not just for an emergency situation, like if something dire is happening, but just in general, they want to talk to me. You know, when I'm on breaking homicide or something, I can between breaks, I can FaceTime my family at any point. When you're on these reality shows, they take everything from you. You're just like you're stuck on an island and literally and figuratively. So for me, I started the process with them. Um, there was an immediately, almost immediately it leaked that I was on the show, which makes me question a lot of things. Cause I mm-hmm. didn't tell anybody, uh, the only person who knew was Cody Yeah. and all of a sudden I'm on the show, but I was never on the show. Eventually they came back to me with the final numbers. They did say I was going to be part of the final cast if I wanted to be. And I just told them, you know, I appreciated their time and I was going to be rooting for them, maybe even covering the show on the winner's circle, but they just, it wasn't enough incentive for me to go, um, you know, with with the money and also the time that was required, um, it just it wasn't enough for me. It just wasn't enough for me. And they were cool about it. That was the end of it. And there's really not too much more of the story. I will tell you, ironically, because this goes back to pre gaming, there were people reaching out to me and you know, hey, you going on and all this stuff. But I didn't even pick up the phone or text back. So anybody who's watching this who sees it and's like, Derek ghosted me when I asked him about it. It was literally because I didn't want to happen what happened with Big Brother All-Stars. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm not talking to anybody. They can think I'm being rude this time. Yeah. So yeah. that was really it for me. I mean, that, yeah. So again, I was asked for that show as well. Um, it, it was it was a lot of different things. I don't want to take a big dive into it, but again, not going. And my favorite part about, you and I both said no. You and I were both a no pretty much right, right, right the away. <laughs> right like, the it was It was never, we were never like fully involved, but I mean, it was uh, it was very funny to see how a lot of people were talking, and there's a lot of people that like to talk. And I think, for me, the reason why people talk is just to kind of get other people going. 
And when everything is going on, it's always mine and your names, right? It's always us that are the pre-gamers. Dude, 100%. You were the biggest pre-gamer. You helped me. You pretty much made me get the win. The producers favorited me, which was like kind of, if you just opened your eyes a little bit, it would be like, why would, why would I be the one that they're like, like, what do I bring to the table to favorite? Like, why would the producers favor me? You know what I mean? And it was just, it, it was just funny going through that. And it was kind of starting to happen again. And I, we touched on it on our episode, but the biggest thing about these other shows, right? These recurring shows, what I, I assume this show is going to turn into is a recurring show. You see a lot of the same cast, like the challenge on MTV, right? Pre-gaming happens all the time for them. They, mm-hmm. the game never stops because they film about twice a year. The show doesn't just film once a year with a new cast every year. And so they always are pre-gaming. They're always pre-gaming. They're always talking like, and I only see it from my brother. I only see my brother, what they call pre-gaming, but at the end of the day, it's really not pre-gaming. They're still playing the game because they're like, I just lost this season. I'm definitely going to be going back on the next season, so I want to make sure I get myself prepared. So it's like really just, it's doing your homework almost. And it's like, no matter what you do beforehand, this is my favorite thing. Well, everybody, and there's a lot of information that we knew that I knew going into Big Brother, All-Stars. That I'm never going to be the person that throws other people under the bus. I'm never going to be the person that dogs other people. Because what, what's really the point? What's the purpose? We yeah. all ultimately have to still go in and play the game. And I knew going into All-Stars, there's a lot of people pre-gaming. The producers knew about people that were pre-gaming. Um, and I ultimately made the decision to say, I'm going to just go in. I'm going in on the show. I'm mm-hmm. going in. I'm just going to do my thing and hope for the best when I get in there because I don't feel like anybody talking beforehand is going to really benefit me because if I lie and they feel uncomfortable with me, they're not my best friend. Just because I talk to them on the phone once before I go on a show doesn't mean they're going to have this undying loyalty to me. And so that's how I chose to go on All-Stars. And I also didn't want people... Remember I said this to you? I was like, I don't want people knowing I'm going because I don't want people preparing for me. I want it to be when the first time they see me, they go, oh, Cody... I don't even remember. Derek was the gamer on that season. I don't need to worry about Cody. And that's what I wanted. And yeah. so if I started letting my name get out there for what, like only my ego, really, it would have probably hurt me. Right? Don't you agree? Like it would have made it's like, oh, Cody's going. Oh, now we gotta maybe watch 16 and see. Maybe they watch the whole season. They see on the back end of the season how I won a ton of competitions. Maybe like, oh dude, he because like everybody looks at the stigma as like, oh, there are compies. But if you actually watch, like I knew about Ian. You, I knew Ian was a comp beast. So I knew because I did my homework because the names were floating around. I was like, this kid has won a ton of competitions. So like, if it's the back end of the season, I'm not going to let Ian even get there. And yeah. I didn't want people to have that same like thing towards me. So you know, everybody could say what they want about pre-gaming. No matter what, you had to go in the house. And I'll tell you what, the people that were definitely pre-gaming a ton before were people that didn't do great on the season. <laughs> And they were the one, they're the ones that talk the most. It's interesting because, like, on a macro level, because we're talking about CBS The Challenge, we're also talking about Big Brother. You know, ultimately, as Cody just said, and, and a couple of you guys are saying it in the chat, if you think that on a season where it's previous players from other shows or even just the same show, they're going to be – these are people who go on a show to lie, manipulate, and do whatever they can do to get ahead, and you want them all to sit at home with social media and their phones – and not reach out to other people right. to try to set themselves up when they get there and they're leaving their families or whatever when there's a lot of money on the line. There's nothing – technically it says in our contract like you can't talk to people about the game. You're not supposed right. to do these things. Until, but 
it's never enforced. Yeah. If they start enforcing it, then you're going to have that thing. So it's like an unwritten rule. Like we don't want to hear about you talking to other people, but we, we know what happens. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. When I was called for big brother, all stars, I literally had someone tell me in a high ranking position. Hey, listen, Derek, do me a favor. Can you please just keep the, you know, talking about the game to a minimum if you're going to go, because we've already gotten calls about this person, this person, this person, these people were on the show with Cody and they're calling everyone, and we don't want that going around. We know they're doing it. We just don't want it to continue. And it's funny because those are the people who were accusing others of pre-gaming the most. I know. And as yeah. far as that goes, I'll say two things. And this is coming a little bit of like, you know, people might look at this as being cocky, but it is this is how I feel. And I've said this to Cody. This is how I personally feel. I feel like people, if they get a whiff that Cody and I are going – they like to put it out there that like, oh, we're going to be on the show and you need to get them out first because they're trying to set up people who might be going, who are seeing those tweets and those posts so that they come after us or they prepare for us. Mm -hmm. Because there were people saying that we were going on the CBS show and that we they needed to get us out and we weren't even on. Yeah, At we were no like, point, we were nose right We away. were no hard nose. And I'm like, they just, they don't even know the truth. They're just putting it out there like they... They, I heard it from a source. There's no source. It's them. They're just yeah. saying it. And if worst case scenario, we don't end up on the show, all they have to say is, oh, they must have backed out because they got blown up because they were pre-gaming so much. When in reality, we were never going. The other thing, the other thing I'll say is with the pre-gaming is sometimes it's you guys, not maybe you specifically, but I'll give a perfect example. Okay. The, the live feeds were on. I've never really addressed this because it's not that serious. But the live feeds are on. And I love Bailey and Swaggy. I have no issues with them. Before the show started, I had called Swaggy. I was big into the uh, stocks and mutual yeah, funds. And Swaggy S kills it with that. Swaggy is a beast. Yeah. Swaggy is a beast. He's making uh, millions of dollars doing it. And I had gotten into it heavy during COVID. And I was kind of flying blind because I, I'm not a professional like he is. Yeah. So I legit reached out to him about stocks. And without a doubt, it was during the time when CBS was going on and all that stuff, and there was rumors. And I reached out to him, and Swaggy and I, you can ask him, because he's a straight-up straight dude, he'll tell yeah. you. We talked for almost an hour, not one thing about Big Brother. For about an hour, and it was mainly, I'll say it now, because it's kind of past the time, it was about the MGM. I wanted to invest mm -hmm. in MGM and a couple other casinos, buy some stocks in it, and he was telling me his feelings on it. And then absolutely, when that conversation, that hour conversation was over, he said, you know, what's up? Are you, you know, would you going on? I'm going to see you again. And I said, nah. Um, but I didn't want to lie to him. And I'll tell you why. The dude who just gave me an hour of free advice yeah. about stocks. Yeah. Which that costs. Is, that's, that's cost that's, money. Yeah, that, yeah. There's value with that. And, yeah. I, and I knew Cody was going. So I literally said, I'm not going, but someone I know is going to be there. How about you guys? And he said, nah, we're not going. So he, he lied to me too, because Bailey was yeah, obviously going yeah. and I held no ill will towards him whatsoever. He doesn't owe me anything. And we weren't that tight. However, when Bailey was on the show on the live feeds, this is how things happen. Bailey said, I got a call. We got a call from Derek. She never once says in that thing, like he was uh, asking me about pregame. I didn't even or, know. We never even talked about this. No, no, no. And it was like, oh, confirmed. Derek was calling around finding who else was, who was on for Cody. 100% not true. And now I'm saying other names. So it's been, it's been a while since it happened, but they'll confirm that. Yeah. That's what happened. I've talked to uh, Swaggy about it through text. It was not that serious. Mm -hmm. Never addressed it. Never went out public with it. But that's what happens with the, uh, I guess you would call it confirmation bias. Like you want to believe a certain thing 
And well, so ultimately, that's the direction you go based on what you hear. Well, psychologically, why would that? Why do we have confirmation bias? It's because the person that they wanted it to work in their favor lost, and the probably the person that they wanted it to work least in their favor won, and that person was me. And they of the all stars, like, listen, there were fan favorites. There was America's favorites. We had about. Like, Keisha was America's favorite. Devon was America's favorite. Janelle was America's favorite. Nicole was America's favorite. Like, mm -hmm. there was a ton of America's favorites on our seat. Tyler was America's favorite. I was not an America's favorite. I was liked. Don't get me wrong. I was liked. But I'm not an America's favorite player. And so when I won, it was immediately like, I don't care if the people that I love are doing it way worse. I'm going to immediately, anything that Derek, Cody's linked to Derek, anything I hear with Derek's name, done. That it's ruined. And it's like, it's like people, we had to go and play a game for 90 something days. Do you think any conversations from before was what ran, ran true to, to play the game? If no, somebody, you guys are in there. If somebody lies to me and say, say I talked to somebody beforehand and they lie right to my face and I hear from somebody else, it's like, oh no, this is what they said. You lie to your face. Well, you know what? We talked before the show and I said I'd be loyal to him. No. I'm like, you're going to get cut now. Now I have no trust for you. It's meaningless. So that's why this whole thing, and somebody was asking, what is pre-gaming? It's a term that has been di like dubbed essentially on an all-star season because pre-gaming is what they call, you know, talking to other people that are going on the show to form alliances and you game before the game actually started. So they call it pre-gaming because you're gaming before the show happens or so you're doing it before the cameras are on. So they think that's cheating. Mm-hmm. I, one, I unless don't even agree. Unless, unless it's benefiting the players uh, they want. Unless it benefits the person they want. <laughs> one, pre-gaming is, is a thing that only is referred to on Big Brother, and it's only referred to on Big Brother All-Star Seasons because all the other shows, it's not pre-gaming. It's part of the game. Part of the game is coming off, knowing who's going on the show, and preparing. It's called preparation. Yeah, I know my opponents. In there. I know who my opponents are. Like, if you were going to go into a game and take it in sports, because I, I, I'm an athlete, you're an athlete, if I know who I'm playing against and I do zero preparation against the person I'm going to go against, what, I, what am I, that good? I was never that good in sports. It was like, I'm playing center midi. Who's the other center midis? What type of style are the other center midis? How are they, what, do they like to go to the right? Do they like to go to the left? Do they go back a little bit more? Or are they a little more aggressive? What is the style of play? Mm-hmm. Like you're I mean, losing me on the, you're losing me on the coffee, the, the soccer terms. I'm well, like, I'm just saying, like, yeah, style of play, but like baseball, it's like when this guy comes up to the plate, is he choke up? Is he tight yeah. to the plate? Is he make it harder? Is this dude go long? Do we all need to step back out of the out of the infield, or we need to be a little bit deeper so we can catch it out? So it's mm. like everybody prepares for an event, and you know what my favorite part was about going in Big Brother? Everybody made it so easy for me to prepare because everybody's names were out there like crazy. And so that's I, what I'll say about the pre-gaming. And that's really all I got. That's all I got. No, I, I, I'll give everyone this. Because there is an element where people might say, playing devil's advocate, like, if you have individuals who do not know each other, you know, in the outside word, world, but connect before the show, team up, and go in there where others are completely blinded to the relationship they have, um, I could see how that might be viewed as unfair. But here's the only world that that's unfair in. It's unfair if everyone else in the house isn't doing that. And here's the problem. 90% of the people that go on these shows for a second time have relationships that they carry in there. And so I hate to say it, 
if you're not doing that, if you're not setting yourself up before you go in there to some degree, you're setting yourself up to fail because everybody else is. We had very good information, direct information that there were literal, literal Zoom meetings. Alliances that were going in. Zoom meetings. And we didn't know this beforehand. This was after the fact. Right. Well, no, I I knew it after you left. Yeah, after but, the, like so. But there were literal Zoom meetings that happened before the show happened, where there was an alliance formed via Zoom, <laughs> via Zoom, and we were not part of that. But yeah. there were rumors that that we were, and so they weren't completely wrong, but they were happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, th- by you not being part of that meeting, that alliance could have ran the ho- house. They could have done. They could have crushed it that season, and they really didn't. And it was other things that kind of played into that. And I won't, we're not here to call people out, but which is what I'll never do. You'll never yeah, get any no, of that information no. ever. You won. It's but I'll, I'll, I'll tease you with it just so that, you know, if somebody decides they want to really speak up, I'll be like, okay, let's talk about this. Yeah. No, if people, and if there's people, another yeah. thing, you know, my favorite, I, I mean, I don't really want to cause this drama, but it's like there was somebody who stole something while they were in sequester and saw some <laughs> of the information that was leaked and wrote names down that were never really out. And it was literally asked about it during the finale. What is I mean, that about? Well, yeah, might as well say that name. <laughs> I mean, what, what is that about? And it's like, wait a minute, what are we talking about here? I was like, who are we talking about pregaming? There's literally somebody that obviously was doing something that we weren't supposed to be doing in Sequester. So what's the deal here? Yeah, and so no, that's what my favorite part is. It's like, it always is confirmation bias. It's always biased based off of who you like. And hey... That's the Big Brother fandom. We know how it is. We yeah, know it's bru- it's it's a it's a we know that going world. in. So it is what it's it a brutal is. world. So we hope that answers the question. We spent a lot of time on that, and in that we talked about the challenge. And so uh, a lot of people are asking, would we cover that? What do you think about that? It all depends on timing, right? If it falls, because you know they're going to be filming it soon. It's obviously not going to be live. I don't think. I think it's going to be like Survivor mm-hmm. or like the challenge. Right. So if it airs during the same time as Big Brother twenty four, no, but. We do know we do know of people who are on the show. Yeah. So it would be kind of cool to cover it. I mean, I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to watch it. If the cast leaked is the cast. I went through it with Christy on my on my uh stream, which I stream on Twitch, by the way. If you guys don't follow me on Twitch, follow Shout me on out, Twitch. Shout out, check it out. <laughs> Shout out, check it out. And the cast is a lot of people, so I watched the most recent uh season of Love Island. There's a lot of leaked cast members that are from Live Island. A lot of Big Brother 23 people. Somebody who I, you know, a lot of people that I have great relationships with. So it's going to be a show that I am really, really looking forward to watching. And so I I would love to cover it. If it's during Big Brother, obviously, like Derek just said, it's really tough. We're going to be doing a lot. We're opening up. We're going to open up this channel a lot more during Big Brother 24. Um, yes. There's going to be a live feed correspondent. There's going to be somebody that's taking care of the live feeds. So, like Derek and I are going to be covering the episodes. We're going to be doing the recaps. We're going to be doing the evicted house guest interviews. We're really going to turn it up during Big Brother 24. Yeah, um, we got some And plans. so, if anything is going on during that, it's just essentially not going to be covered. We're going to be yeah. we're going to be talking about Big Brother 24, and that's yeah. it. I would think CBS because it is going to be on CBS is not going to have it on during big brother because that would just be like cannibalizing each other yeah i hope they wouldn't man i kind of feel like it's going to replace celebrity big brother you know i would love that yeah i think it's going to be a filler for that on celebrity big brother because we haven't like we had the final season i kind of i talked i'm over it i don't want them to even have another season 
nah, I'm over it. But There's I want no something reason. else. I want either we talked about it. I want either OTT or like this type of show, like a challenge type show. It's just uh, it's just not for me. I know it's for other people, but it's not like big celebrities that I really have an interest in. Okay. Um, and I feel like I don't know. It's just hard to cover, and even like. I don't know. It just it just wasn't my thing. I, I would much rather see people who are like genuinely there to play. You know what's you know what show I'm like dying to watch? I think it's already started and I'll probably just like quickly watch like like not not keep up with it every week, but watch it and like binge it. Um the one with Ray Lewis. That new show. So, so I will say this, and you know this. I don't know if you're saying it that reason. I was asked to do that show. No Remember way. Yeah, that's the that was, was the one? Yeah, remember I told you the, no the show way. that I wanted? I remember you telling me. Yeah, that's the show I turned down. I can't believe you turned that down. You well, suck, dude. Well, I you, mean, this is straight up. You guys are saying, first of all, I can't I believe was, you. this is the first time you're telling me this live. Um, yeah. Well, you, mean, not the first time you tell me because you told me. Remember I told you there was a show yes, they wanted me to fly yes. out? The problem, the reason I turned it down is called Beyond the Edge. The you reason could be Lewis's boy, bro. Well, here's the thing. it's That's only one episode. Like, I don't know what group I was going to be in. Like, I might not I have been watched any, so I don't really know. Yeah, so there's four or five people in that group. They filmed that episode. It's You're only out there for, like, two weeks. Okay. And I was – um I didn't know it was beyond the edge or what it they, – all they said to me was, hey, we want you on the show. Um, I was on the phone. It was my agent. It was I remember, them. yeah. And they were like – we can't tell you anything. All we can tell you is you got to fly into like Costa Rica. Um, you got to have all your vaccinations, like for all these different things. You're gonna be gone for like four weeks. Because when gonna... you go, right, like you need a bunch of different shots. Yeah, yeah, for because... the area that you're in, yeah. like. And they were like, "You're gonna be outside," and I was like, "Well, is it like naked and afraid, or is it like the challenge?" And they were like, "Can't tell you much. All we can tell you is." You're going to be using physical attributes in your brain. I was like, okay, that just narrows it down to nothing. And it was like, well, what do you, you know, what's the pay, all these things. And I was telling you at the time, like, it sounded like a cool opportunity, but like they were giving you no details whatsoever. Mm. Um, the only thing that made me kind of think about it is like there was a philanthropic aspect to it where you would donate to your favorite. And I still might do it down the road. Like we didn't close the door on it. Yeah. You know, it's an opportunity where I could I do it down the road to watch you. On that. But um, and now that you get to watch a season of it, you get yeah. a little more familiar with it. The producers were awesome. They were so cool. And uh, we were talking up till the very moment where I was like, I just. You know, without I want to see a season first before knowing what I'm getting myself into. But it's absolutely something I would consider because it's a shorter duration. Yeah, I, I mean, that that's the goal, right? The yeah. goal is to go on these shows that are shorter duration, still get you know get a good paycheck, and and three months is a long time. I would love to do another show that was shorter. Period. Obviously, you know, we we turned this most recent one down. For me, it was it was a different reasons that I don't really feel like getting into, but it's just. I don't know, man. These shows that are shorter periods where, you know, what my favorite is a lot of these shows, you get to reach out to home. Like you get, there's like, there, there's ways to contact your family, your significant other. And that, that for me is like, I, I need that. I don't know that I can go on a show where I don't have that. Yeah, no, you know I, I, mean? I agree. And you are very close with your family. I'm very close to my family. And yeah, we are in a position where we're not millionaires, but like we talked about earlier, that financial security, right? Mm -hmm. So if we have financial security, then what are you going for? If it's the same show and it's just, is it an ego thing? Is it, is, you know, it's selfish. When you leave, 
it really is being selfish for your, you know, mm-hmm. and, and your family has to pick up the pieces while you're gone. If there's bills that need to be paid for mm-hmm. you or the world doesn't stop while you're in there, mm-hmm. you basically just hit the pause button. You're like, I'm out. So it, it really do, do have to have a lot in line. And if you're not going for the money and you're not going to gain followers, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know why you would go, but I mean, yeah. some people just enjoy the competition. So, this is a great question. This is from Luna B. What element of BB can would you like to see on US? Wendy's, hidden rooms, instant evictions, random parties with alcohol. You go first, but we already talked about this off camera. I like will tell you what. This is super random though for me. I don't know that I mentioned this to you. I am so jealous that every HOH gets to order for themselves and one other person Wendy's. And a new I, outfit. And a new outfit, bro. A, and the outfits are fire, by the way. Yeah, they are good. They um, are good. I, I'm i like, I don't have a Wendy's that's like rel- like right near me. So it's always like kind of going out of the way. I am dying seeing that they get Wendy's because like Wendy's, bro, the son of a Baconator and the spicy chicken sandwich and their nuggets are like probably my favorite. I could I could just punish them. And so the fact that they get that. Every time there's an HOH and the HOH gets to pick one other person, it's like, one, I think it's a brilliant marketing ploy because I am dying for it. I will be getting Wendy's within the next week. In the next, like, five days, I'm going to be getting Wendy's. And I think the re- the fact that they do that every week is, like, great marketing. Smart move by them. Smart move by them. I would, uh, I would go with the idea of, like, a twist I would like to see in Big Brother U.S., that didn't affect me would be the no HOH playing veto, which we're seeing kind of played out with BB Can. Yeah, as a player, I hate it too. But as a spectator, man, do I love it. As a spectator, I love it. Somebody goes, CBS is cheap. You know what's crazy? They make so much money. Bank. They make so much money, right? And they finally just up the winnings. Like, shout out to X for taking in that money. Um, And they, like, in their 20s, 23rd season they finally jumped it just a little it's like survivor's been repping a mill for a hot second yeah for half the amount of days but it all comes down to how much money the show makes right right and you know i think i mean that show has to be super expensive to produce too though right survivor Survivor. i mean they're on an island they're on feet in fiji yeah you have to have people manning the cameras and like i guess with big brother they don't necessarily have a person with the cameras, like they have people on set, essentially, like on Survivor in the camp and all that, walking with the cameras on their shoulders. That's how they get all the shots. Not like yeah. Big Brother, where it's like, hey, this is a lot. We need one person controlling the cameras, another person controlling these cameras, and like that's it. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think Big Brother probably runs on a lower budget, but then again, maybe not because Big Brother is twenty four seven. Like, there's yeah, somebody working 24 It's just not getting the views that Survivor's getting. Like, the ad, you know, the way a show makes money, to not make this a lesson about it, is advertisers will pay to run their ads during your show slot. Mm-hmm. And those ads, sales, those those purchases are, the, the price is dictated by the views or, or the viewership. So, mm-hmm. let's say Big Brother's doing $3 million an episode on average. Mm-hmm. They'll sell that ad space at $3 million views. And Survivor might be doing like $10 million. So obviously it's going to be more money. So Survivor will have the same number of ads because right. an episode, an hour episode in TV runs 42 to 44 minutes, something like that, right? And so there's the same amount of ad space, but obviously the ads on Survivor are going for more per ad than Big Brother. So obviously more money, 
bigger budget allows for these, you know, other things to take place. So I, I, I do think that's how it's coming down to, but that to that point, there's a margin, right? Where right. you're making profit. Right. And could they decrease their profit slightly and give X the extra quarter of a mil or give you the other half a mil for winning, uh, you know, to make it a, a solid million and it wouldn't cut into their profits too much. Absolutely. They could have a million dollars to them Come on. is a weekend. Is a weekend. Uh, you, that's what my thing is like. Viacom is who's like bleeding it down. All yeah, the, come like, on, bro. A milli is nothing to them. Like, Dude, don't, and like, nothing. don't talk to me about the ad spots and what you got to pay people to come back and all this stuff. Like, a milli is nothing to them. Yeah, no, Lele, we are allowed to drink in that bit, brother house. They provide the alcohol, but yes, yeah, they they provide a very low amount of alcohol. So like, when when you drink in the Big Brother house, it's like, oh hey, house guests, check the back storage room, and of like they'll do it when there's like 14 people in the house. They'll give two bottles of wine and like eight beers, and so essentially a bottle of wine is split to three glasses, maybe four glasses. So that's eight glasses. Then everybody gets a beer. So when you're drinking in there, you're having like a drink. Like mm -hmm. a beer, a glass of wine. And, you know, if your tolerance is one glass of wine in your hammer, like I remember Nicole, she was the winner of all this stuff because whenever we'd get alcohol, Nicole could get drunk off of like a glass of wine. And so I was, I would always, for me, whenever they would give us alcohol, it would always make me like a little more angry because I'd be like, this is such bullshit that you're giving a, you're, it's like a tease and nobody likes a tease. And so nobody likes a tease. <laughs> it was like, it was like, why would you do this? You're only making me aggravated. And then every other time it would like cannibalize. But then the one time it was during the triple eviction. So they had Tyler win an HOH, Memphis win an HOH. And then I won that night's HOH. So we all got a bottle of wine. Then they gave us booze. And that was when it was final six. So we had like four bottles of wine and like five beers rolling around. That night we were feeling some type of way. It was a great night. It was Enzo, Tyler, Christmas, Nicole, Memphis, and myself. And it was a great night. They gave us a backyard. They turned music on. The feeds were off. And um, that is the one time in the Big Brother house where I was like, yeah, this was this was worth it. These booze were, like, actually a good time. Yeah, man, well, there you go. So you got, that, you got those answers. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, those are the times you think about when you think about Big Brother, right? Like, yeah. Those are the experiences you get. And that, it goes back to what we started this night with, which it's like, you had those experiences, especially you between 16 and 22. You got enough memories to last your lifetime. Oh, man. So going back for you a third time, you know, I know Nicole did it. And and for her, she, yeah. I, you know, she said it right out. She wanted to be a two-time winner. That yes. was her objective. Like right. her goal going on the show was to be the first two-time winner. And if that's important to you then that's, that's a reason to go. And there's nothing wrong with that being a reason, by the way. A no, lot of people not. have gone on, Dan, you know, Will, they've all gone on, and I'm sure they all had an objective to be the first two-time winner. I, For me, it's just not a thing. Like I went on, like I like the idea that my experience was like my fairy tales, you know, story. Yeah. And I know if I go back again, more than likely I won't win. Nobody's letting me let me get to the end. I mean, if that's not true from all the comments you see online, I mean, then I'm just oblivious to what's going on out there. But even if, even if you could guarantee me that I'd win, I don't think I would leave there other than more money in my pocket, feeling like more fulfilled. Yeah. Like I already feel like this is my personal opinion and, and this could be debated all day. I feel like I played one of the cleanest games for a first-time player in the history of the show. I actually think I played the cleanest game was, for the for a first-time player a pretty in the history of the show. Game. Yeah, and so you know, some people have done you know, I, Cody, Cody did better than me his second time around. But 
for my first time going in there, I don't think I could have done anything more. And right. so I don't necessarily want to go back because I know I can't top that experience. Right. So if it's just for the money and I'm doing okay, making money, doing things like this mm-hmm. that are fun and not stressful and we control the story and we're growing something mm-hmm. that doesn't just get cut off at the knees as soon as the show ends. Yeah. Like that to me is way more enticing than going on and getting a quick paycheck and then kind of fading back off into the sunset. I'd rather right. do something that I can continue to Longevity. build that I own. Longevity. Because yeah, it's, it's really, it's it's less about the one-offs and more about the longevity these days. It's like, what do we, what do we, what do we work for? What do we try to build ourselves up for? It's for longevity and your family and, and creating something for yourself and, and your kids and, and generational. Like, this is a term that I never really thought of until more recently because it's, it's been more talked about is that generational wealth. Like, what are you passing yes. on? Right. What are you passing and on? You're not your passing case? on Big Brother winnings. And Big Brother winnings are not going to be the thing. <laughs> nah, no, right. it's not. So, uh, Kira, outside of your Big Brother season, what season of Big Brother is your fave? Mine, the first All Star season, season seven. That's seven. my favorite season. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, behind that one, it would probably be season fourteen, the coaches' season. Co- coaches' season was really good, and then I think it was season. I want to say what season was uh, Jeff. Uh, they were on 11, and then Jeff went back on 13. He went on 13 with Jordan again. Correct. Yeah, That's the one that, that Jordan won. Oh, no, Jordan yeah, won I mean, 11. 10 through 14, 14 is you can't miss. 10, 11, 12. To was Brigade. Yeah, 13. 13 14, was when they brought Danny and Dick. They yes. brought Rachel and Brandon and Jeff yeah. and Jordan. And you Rachel can't miss. You can't miss on any of those seasons. Yeah. You can't miss. I you agree. can't miss. I agree. And so for me, those seasons are like, they're no brainers. And I, 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 I think that if you're going to watch, those are great seasons to watch. And that's not including se- the more recent seasons. The more recent seasons are completely different, man. It really started changing after 16. It's just social media is so important now. It's just... It's changed the game, and and by the way, it's not going back to the way it was. What do ever. you think? What do you think social media has done to the game? It's the game within the game, right? Like people would go in there, and it was like it was like rats locked in a cage fighting for the same piece of cheese, and it was basically like you got to watch these people cannibalize each other and not give a shit about feelings right. or anything like that because they didn't have to worry about the impact of America having not only on the twist in the games, but also coming out to like them getting fired from their jobs or, you know, all, you know, losing uh, friendships and family members who no longer wanted to talk to them because of the way they were portrayed on the show. It just wasn't a thing. And now it is because like social media is powerful and it can literally ruin your life, Uh, especially if you're not like if you're a huge celebrity, then you can survive the storm. But if you're just a normal person like you and I and a a, a group of individuals, you know, a couple hundred people call your place of employment and like this person's a racist. You're done. Yeah, that's it. They're going to fire you because that small company can't afford to lose uh, can't afford to lose that revenue or, or, or afford that bad publicity. And now if you are an actual racist, then I have no problem with it. Yeah. But my, the, the example I'm giving is they can say whatever they want. The company may not even watch the show, right? But if they're getting hit with that, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to cut you. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that social media is not created. It's, it's, uh, it's twofold. It's, it's made people think they need to play to social media 
And it's also made people scared of social media. So it's completely involved itself in the game. And I think it sucks. And it's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate that that culture is part of just our everyday lives now. And I, I don't because I don't think that cancel culture is like helping people grow and learn. I don't think like when you get somebody fired from their job that creates like that doesn't make that person take a step back and go, oh, man, I should probably try to learn. It just creates resentment. And so I don't know. I don't think it's a good thing. I, I hate the what it's caused on the game. And yeah. uh, I mean, it is I, what it is. A lot of people uh, are talking here about all the seasons that, dude, that per- perfect example, you know, and, and, and Nicole and I had our, her, our, our things in the past where we had a little bit of a falling out during all stars and we're not like best friends anymore, but I will say this, and this is, and I haven't talked to Nicole since before all stars. Uh, well, we talked a little bit here and there. We, 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 we buried the hatch, the, uh, what do you call that? Bury the, bury the hatchet, bury the hatchet. We did that. And I'm wishing her nothing but the best, but I, I think what happened with her, with the whole Ian situation, like I'm sure she had some regrets about, you know, laughing or whatever, but do I think she deserved what happened to her afterwards with them coming after her and all the brands that was sponsoring her? No, I don't. I think she's a good person. I think that she is. That, yeah. And, and so ultimately like things like that, yeah. where it's like, it's like you're you going just, after someone's livelihood, yeah. you know? And it's like, what does that teach Nicole other than the, yeah. like, does that teach her anything? No, I don't yeah, know. No. I don't know that it does, but. I mean, no. it's just, it's kind of the world we live in. People are, are learning how to navigate it. But I also think it's like shooting itself in the foot. I mean, they tried to do it to me. They contacted the school that I was coaching at. They contacted the real estate agency that I was, that I was hanging my license with, with a ton of things that held no weight. And really, the more you do something, the more you dilute it, the more people care less. And on serious topics, I think it hurts it. You know, the whole racist and the whole racism thing. It's like you want to almost like peg everybody and you're diluting it to a point where like you're you're just letting the people who are actually racist and horrible just kind of like fall into the shadows and you can't really find those actual people or the people that are like really just scumbags and misogynists and like really just can't stand women. You peg all of them. And then all of a sudden it's like you let the ones that are actually kind of fall under the wayside and like you can't really peg them because you're just blanketly like labeling everybody it. And so that's what I feel like the cancel culture is almost like turned into. And I think it has heavily affected the game. I think it's heavily affected the game. Somebody asked who's the best uh, DR person out of everybody. For me, it's two people. It's Brittany Haynes uh, and Zach Rance. Brittany Haynes is classic. Yeah, she's amazing. She's, Um, she's definitely got a slight edge on Zach too. If I had to go one, two, she's, she's too witty, man. And she, by the way, in person, exact same way. She just yeah. she just gives you just unlimited sound bites that are yeah. hilarious. I would say, and this is taking like kind of a lot of shit that ha- has happened after the fact out. I would still say probably one of the best people in the DR is Davon. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's number one for me, and she's, she's really she's good been number one for me. Yep. She's been number one for me, and then uh, I would say Brittany as well. She's probably two. You know who else was good too? I didn't watch uh, the the first time they were on, but like. Obviously, Will and Boogie, they're... they're oh, they're, Will. I mean, Will, dude, they're... Boogie they're, was kind of like an extension of Will. Will was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And and it's like, they were really good in there with the phone and stuff. So, they're really fire. And, and somebody asked earlier, and I don't, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I think overall, for what Big Brother is, 
you, Will's your number one, but if we're talking about game player between the two of them, Dan's better than Will. Dan, I mean, oh, somebody asked that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Tyler's Will, recap. I mean, that. I mean, I think if I think if Tyler and Dan, uh, I think if Will and Dan were in the same house, and now when competitions are so huge, Dan would kill him. Yeah, Dan would kill him because you can only talk so much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which of them. They both have a similar. Will has a game almost that's like toxic, where Dan has a game that's like methodical. Neither of them are great at competitions, though, right? But Dan won. Dan won a couple. Dan won a couple. He ha- he didn't win a ton, but I will literally. And stop me if I'm wrong, guys. You guys are the historians. I don't think Will won a single competition in 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 season two when he won, <laughs> like a single one. Yeah, but I know so, he didn't win a veto. But but uh, do you remember season two? I watched it in Sequester before All Stars. I have never watched two in its entirety. I watched two in its entirety. It was not the same game. Like the first HOH was like they were like spinning a wheel, and then like the house would all put up who they want, which person they vote, and like it was like a thing like that. It was not like ooh. The competition started happening probably around season three, I think. When the first veto was, I think, season five or, like, season three. But it's, like, season two was not a regular season. I don't even think there was a veto comp. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing, too. You might be right. There was no – was there no veto comp? No, there comp was def- – There was. I should say, I didn't – I don't think there is. There was 100% not a veto competition on season two. Okay. So he just didn't win – he didn't win an HOH then. Yeah. So, I mean – now I feel like you need to win at oh, least wow. a couple comps to get to the end. Tyler said that Dan won three HOHs and two POVs in BB10. That's a lot. Yeah, so that's he's a won, lot. Yeah, that's a lot of comps. That's a lot. That's a lot of comps. So he's won. He's won. Um, and Will purposely threw them all. Now I will say this: I do think there's truth to that, but I will also say that you record your DRs about the competition that you were in. After you were in it, yeah. and you know the results. Yeah. So it's really, I'm not seeing Will's guilty of it, although I think he probably is, because he's Will, he's Will Kirby, he's Dr. Yeah. Will. A lot of people go in the DRs after they get smoked in the comp or whatever, and like, yeah, I had to throw that one, didn't need it, didn't need it, yeah. so I threw it. You know, yeah. it's it's really easy to do that and have yeah. that revisionist history yeah. after the fact. So do I think Will would have liked to have won a couple comps? Probably. Yeah. I but would he think just he would kept have. the stigma up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just kept yeah, it going. Absolutely. Because nobody, what I will tell you, and I correct me if I'm wrong, because you may have been different. There wasn't one competition that I went into where I was like, I'm throwing this right from the start. It was always, and it was always the HOHs. It was always, okay, I'm feeling this out. I'm hoping, okay, the people that really I'm nervous about are out. Now I don't feel like I need to win it. That's how I always treated HOHs. And there was only one. It was the double, ev- the triple eviction HOH where I was like Memphis, uh, Tyler are still in it. And like Enzo still in it. And like Christmas. So I was like, I'm good. Like I'm not worried about it. And it was the the one HOH where we were hanging on the wall where it was Danny, Tyler, and Nicole were left. I was like, nobody here is targeting me. So I'm throwing the comp. I don't really want it. So it was like, I, but I never went into those comps being like, yep, I'm throwing this. Psh, I don't need to win. Like, yeah. did you ever have it like that? Oh, yeah. I, I wanted, I, I am not saying like, like the snowman comp, perfect example. You would, I was trying to win that comp. I was just horrible at it. As snowman you, comp. Uh, the snowman, sloppy the snowman. When oh, I kept you had falling, to go you making oh, fun of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were making fun of me the whole time. I'm like an asshole. But like, that's a comp I wanted to win, but I was just not physically capable of winning it. But there were yeah. definitely comps that I threw. Like, for example, the one that off the top of my head, there was the comp in the final four HOH when I guaranteed myself in the final three. The and yeah. I was like, if I win and I cut Caleb, I'm screwed. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm screwed here. And I was mm-hmm. like, Caleb, I, Cody's going to smoke him in this. He can win it. But, I mean, I said it to the cameras. I did it. You know, yeah. I was like, I, I still don't think I would have beaten you, but I definitely but threw it and didn't give myself a shot. Because you're the HOH that week, yeah. yeah that would I, be stupid. For, for me to win the HOH and the veto, yeah. that would have been a pure ego move. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, it was – and at, the, at that point, you had done so much in the game that, like, that HOH veto wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, that's what makes Derek win. No. I don't think that people would have thought that. I think it was a lot of everything else that you were doing. No, I was either going to win – and that wasn't going to decide it. And I knew right. you had – I mean, you smoked that comp. But, but no, yeah, man, listen, there's a, lot, are, a there's, lot. A, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot in the season. Um, I have to go – we're going to have to edit this, get this out. We've been going for a little over an hour now, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're so I think we wrap it up. Is there any final words that you have? No, nothing. Just we're going to be putting out another episode this week. I am very excited for Big Brother US. Um, we're going to still continue to cover Big Brother Canada. Again, Derek and I have gone over this. It's tougher for us. We always have to watch the episodes a day after. So the episodes don't get turned out like you're used to. We don't have access to uh, interviewing the evicted house guests. So, you know, we're just trying to get ourselves through to Big Brother US. So bear with us. We are very excited for Big Brother 24, but we just have to get through this time. And so we appreciate everything that you guys are doing to support us through these like kind of off seasons. Yeah, check out Candidates Wild. Listen, if you guys aren't already doing it, follow us on the Winner Circle cast. Um, uh, is it the Winner Circle cast or Winner Circle it's cast? Winner Circle cast on Instagram. Yeah, Winner Circle cast on Instagram. You can also go to our Hubi account, which you look in our little profiles, both on our personal pages and on the Winner Circle cast page. You click on it. You can buy a T-shirt or, uh, you know, whatever merchandise is up there. You can buy it yeah. right there. Make sure you're following us because sometimes we post things on there before here. And as always, listen, if you're not already subscribed to the channel, please do that. Uh, leave a comment, leave a like. It doesn't cost you anything, but it really does help us out. We really yeah. appreciate it. Listen, guys, we appreciate you joining us here on the Winner Circle. We will see you next week.